Welcome to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas, clinical psychologist, couples therapist, and founder of The Thomas Connection. I help high-striving busy people let go of the pressure of perfection to create more joy, connection, and compassion in their lives. On this podcast, we promote balance of a burnout through giving you the permission to pause, the curiosity to find your purpose, and the courage to play. Welcome back to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas. Today I'm recording this with a big smile on my face because today is pub date. No, not that kind of pub date when you go to the pub because the pubs are closed. No, it's the pub date, which means it's my publication day. So that means that my long for waited book, The Lasting Connection is out. And it makes me so joyous that it's hard to think straight because everything I've been doing to try to get this book out there has been, you know, it's like wading through syrup. You know, I've done this through sleep deprivation, through coping with a global pandemic, having to cut out 25,000 words whilst I've been utterly exhausted by not being able to leave my house and have no childcare. So today in this episode, even though I'm sitting here talking about the joy of having a book out, I really don't want you to misunderstand that it's been a walk in the park to write this book. So today I wanted to just think a little bit about how I found some purpose from writing this book. And I want to bring you right back to getting to know a little bit more about me from an earlier part of my life, from my childhood. And I wanted to become an, an author ever since I was a child. I read all the Stephen King novels from, say, age 10, which is a little bit premature, really, for some of his books. But I was quite a precocious child and I quite liked reading complicated things. And this actually made me fall in love with writing, especially one of his books called On Writing. So I wrote, and I wrote, and I wrote, and I wrote uh, on a laptop that weighed a ton. I remember sitting in my mother's uh, home office and hammering away, often on a sort of Saturday or Sunday when everyone else was having a little bit of rest after lunch or whatever, I would sit there and write. And I would write short stories about psychological horrors and serial killers and even one about the Grim Reaper. So that was quite fascinating. When I was 15, I won a heap of sweets in a competition, which was about writing a short story. I didn't finish first. Don't get me wrong. This is not a, I have been a straight A student and I've always done things uh, and got things I wanted. I came third, but I still got sweets, which when you were 14, 15, pretty amazing. And the story was about a man who had delusions of grandeur and ended with him jumping off a building as kind of an offering to his underlings below feeling that that would be the ultimate sacrifice. Pretty grim, huh? Well, I realised I actually wanted to work with mental health, as I had such a fascination about the human mind and all of the ways and capabilities that we have for doing heinous things. So I trained as a psychologist. But as I've told many of my clients, when they're kind of asked, well, why I do what I do and the kind of speciality I have around anxiety, depression, perfectionism, stress, I tell them sometimes that my first inclination was towards forensic psychology, wanting to work with serial killers. But then if you ever met me, you know that I'm 5'2", quite a petite person, long blonde hair, 
And I just thought that forensic psychology would just not be the setting for me. So I steered off that topic and just went into common mental health problems instead. So the writing took a back burner. I only wrote when I was in periods of pain, when I ended a relationship, for instance. Then I wrote and wrote and wrote, and then they would just fade away again. The writing was a way for me to kind of process emotion. When then I grew up, I became a psychologist, fell in love, married, I had a child. My first fiction novel has actually not yet been finished because my fiction writing hasn't really evolved since I was 15. So the writing took a back burner. I had a thriving psychology business, but I still wanted to write. And when I put my interest in compassion-focused therapy together with my couple's work, my book idea was born. Well, the book that I've got out now, The Lasting Connection, is actually not the first book I wanted to write that was non-fiction. The first book I wanted to write was around the pressures around having a perfect wedding day. And I realised that when I was planning my own wedding. There's so much pressure from today's society for there to be such a huge spend on your one day. So I started thinking about how beyond the perfect wedding day lies the good enough marriage. So that book didn't quite make it, but you can see a little bit about that in chapter 15, Connection, Not Perfection, in my book. And this book I first called Let Love In. I thought it was quite a nice alliteration there, but the publishers vetoed it and suggested instead The Lasting Connection. Because my psychology company was already called The Thomas Connection and I was so passionate about the relationship connection and the connection you have to yourself as well as to your partner. So fair enough, I actually quite liked the name. So I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. I wrote far too much. I pulled my hair out. I had a book coach who very kindly supported me with this. And then I cut and cut and cut and cut. So over the first pandemic or or the first lockdown, I cut 25,000 words, which did feel really like kill your darlings. Now, it's really important to point out that those of you who've been following the pause purpose play journey for a while, you know that I'm passionate about finding balance over burnout, that I'm not about following your purpose to the point of it actually hurting you, following your ambitions in a way that's sustainable rather than making you drown in it. So I really want to clarify the process behind writing this book. The reason it took me two years to do it was that I was adamant I wasn't going to do it on weekends and in the evenings. I was really adamant I wasn't going to burn the candle at both ends. Having had an experience of burnout from when I worked in the NHS, I wasn't prepared to let that happen again. So I didn't do that. Instead, I made space for this book. I sat down with my husband after I had the first chat with the publisher pitching my idea and the publisher being really keen. I actually sat down with my husband and we discussed how being an author is a lifelong dream for me. It fills me with a huge sense of purpose and how can we facilitate this within our marriage, within my work life. And I cut down the number of clients I saw, I increased the rates that I was charging and I made space in my business for this. And I felt so alive. It felt so meaningful to actually do this. Don't get me wrong, it was really difficult to cut those 25,000 words during the first lockdown with no childcare. That was nearly as grim as those short stories from my youth. But now it is here. My book baby is here. It will be born today 
and out today and I'm so very proud. I have poured my heart and my soul into this and also some vulnerable stories from my own marriage. I'm not a perfect wife or mother and good enough will be more than enough for a lasting connection. So do me a favour. I'm going to ask you really kindly now because if you've been tuning in for a little while you might actually come to get to know me actually maybe even come to like me. So I'm going to ask for your favour here. Let some compassion flow in towards me. Order it today. Help me towards that childhood dream of not just being a published author, but being a best-selling author. Help me make this message spread to as many as possible after the really shitty year we've had with the strains of our relationships we've had. So many people need to learn to be kinder to themselves and kinder to their partners. So help me smash it. You can go to my website, thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash The Lasting Connection to order the book. Or just go straight to Amazon and just put in The Lasting Connection and you will find it there. So if you're really keen on celebrating, please find any reason to reach out to me. Find me on social media, um, send me an email. All of that will be put in the show notes for, uh, as a link and just raise a glass with me. So thank you so much for listening thus far. And I hope you have a lasting connection. Until I speak to you next time, please do take care of yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I know it's not easy when you feel busy and overwhelmed to find time for another thing to do. If this is you, if you feel overwhelmed or that you are close to your breaking point, then I've got a downloadable checklist for you that's going to help. This checklist is called Calm the Overwhelm. The first section has signs and symptoms of you being overwhelmed mentally or physically, showing you that you might be close to breaking point or burning out. The second part is actionable, easy things you can do to try to slow down and give yourself a break. And the third part is a checklist of all the things that might show up when you're asking yourself to take a break. Perhaps your inner critical voice will have an opinion about why you're not allowed to give yourself the permission to pause. To download this free resource, go to www.thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. So that's thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. This episode of the Pause Purpose Play podcast was presented by me, Michaela Thomas, and you can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk. And because great work rests on having a great team, this episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.